0: You can catch Ask Warty live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at AskWardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Rather than making everything in your traditional cooking lifestyle, you might want to purchase a few things ready to go that will make your life easier but that are still quality. Right? An example would be sprouted grains. You could get them in bulk, which would just save you money. You wouldn't have the extra time added to sprout and dehydrate them yourself. And they would be on hand to make instantly yummy sprouted baked goods like these sprouted graham crackers or other cookies or muffins. However, how long do sprouted grains last? And are you sacrificing any quality by ordering them or buying them in bulk from another company and then storing them yourself rather than making them as you need them. This question came in from Tara and I'm answering it on today's Ask Warty. You can get all the links, the transcript, the recordings and more at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 136, so be sure to bookmark or share or save this episode there. Here's Tara's question. Okay, here's my question for you. Can I just purchase sprouted grains in bulk high quality such as from Azure standard, rather than sprouting my own berries? If so, am I sacrificing quality? Thank you so much for your question, Tara, and to say thank you for submitting a question that I'm answering on an episode of Ask Warty, you get a free mini e-course from us. So my team has already been in contact with you to see which one you want, so enjoy that. So Tara, your question really comes down to how long do sprouted grains last? If you buy them in bulk, can you store them such that you're not sacrificing quality to have a quantity of them on hand for these yummy goodies, right? So that's why in today's episode, we're really gonna talk about how long sprouted grains last. And this will help you, Tara, if you're purchasing in bulk from Azure, like you mentioned, or for people that are, like maybe making quantities of them in bulk in their homes to keep them with good quality. Well, I have very good news for you, Tara. Sprouted grains actually last longer and store better than unsprouted grains. This is because the fat or the oil in the grains, whether you're talking about wheat, spelt rye, kamut, barley, (laughs) einkorn, The fat in them gets converted to a much more stable form, so it makes it less susceptible to rancidity and breaking down. And that is how your sprouted grains become much easier and better in storage than unsprouted grains. Good news, right? So the bottom line is if you're storing them properly, they can last you a long time and no, you're not sacrificing quality. So go ahead and buy them in bulk and then you will have them on hand for whenever they're needed. Let's talk about how to store them properly though because you buy them in bulk, you don't wanna sacrifice the quality and that really does depend on how you store them. So we're gonna talk about how to store the grains if they're sprouted. We'll also talk about how to store the flour. So when you have your berries, whether it's wheat, kamut, spelt, einkorn, or whatever, when you've sprouted and then dehydrated them and they're completely dry, you want to put them in airtight containers. Now this plastic lid on this jar is not actually airtight, but you'd want it to be as airtight as possible, kept in a cool place without huge temperature fluctuations and in the dark pantry. And in that way, they're actually going to keep for months. If you need them to last longer, then you would want to move them to a fridge or freezer. Sprouted flour, that is when you take sprouted grains that have been dehydrated so they're fully dry and you run them through your mock mill or other home grain mill and you have this flour. And invariably, when you produce sprouted flour to make something like your cookies, you have more flour, right? You might have a very close to the right amount, but you probably have a little bit left over or maybe a lot left over. And so this, you do need to, once ground, keep in the fridge or freezer. Um, I mean, maybe within 24 hours, it's fine if you have it at room temperature in a dark pantry, but to keep it best shelf life, put it in a sealed container, whether it's a Ziploc bag or a jar, and stick it in the fridge or freezer until it's needed. So there you have it, Tara. Go for it. It's a great thing to choose as a convenience item in the traditional food lifestyle to purchase sprouted grains in bulk. Now, those of you who are here may be completely new to traditional cooking, may be new to sprouted grains. Sprouting is one of the traditional methods that we use on grains. You can soak. You can sprout or you can ferment slash sourdough. And all of these make grains more nutritious and digestible. Grains, um, and this is the way God designed them so that they would be preserved until they're planted. They have enzyme inhibitors and they have phytic acid. The enzyme inhibitors just make it hard for us to digest them. The phytic acid blocks mineral absorption. And so soaking, sprouting, and fermenting in that order Um, in terms of effectiveness are what neutralize the enzyme inhibitors and the phytic acids so that the grains are more nutritious and digestible for us. So sprouting is a fantastic method to use on grains. Um, and so I've basically got three reasons why you might consider it if you're brand new to traditional cooking. Number one is it's more nutritious. And this is what I just explained to you. The enzyme inhibitors and the phytic acid are an issue unless the grain is soaked, sprouted or soured out. So if you sourdough, you're reducing the phytic acid, you're neutralizing the enzyme inhibitors. And so what you eat ends up more nutritious and digestible. You get more minerals, which, Minerals is often one thing that we're deficient in, and so you're gonna get more more minerals from what you're eating just by taking care to soak, sprout, or ferment um, your grains. Also, in terms of nutrition, for people that are gluten sensitive, sprouting, and the other methods as well, will help to pre-break down gluten, pre-digest gluten, and so those that are gluten sensitive may have an easier time eating cookies like these when the flour has been sprouted. The second reason you may wanna go with sprouted grains or sprouted flour is it's so convenient. So in traditional foods and traditional cooking, we often incorporate like a souring phase or a soaking phase um, to like we mix our dough together and we let it sour, or we let it soak and then we bake it. Well, when you have sprouted berries that you grind on demand into sprouted flour, the, the sprouting process has already made the grain more digestible and nutritious. So that means you can take this flour and you can make cookies on the spot. You can make muffins on the spot. And so there's really no waiting from flour to, you know, finished result other than your mixing and baking time. You don't have an overnight silk or an overnight sour. So it can be very convenient and that's really, you know, that's really enticing for those of us who are busy. We want to be able to use traditional methods. So if we have sprouted flour, we just can make, you know, make that treat and then give it to the kids or it's, you know, ready for company. And number 3 might surprise you, but it's the taste. So the process of sprouting a berry takes kind of a hearty, dense taste and it makes it lighter. And fresher because really the process of sprouting is taking that seed that's all bound up with complex carbohydrates and it's sort of being transformed into a young plant like a vegetable and it's not totally like you know you take whole wheat and it turns into wheat grass but that process begins a bit because the berry sprouts a little tail and so that process just converts the flavor a little bit from dense and heavy to lighter and fresher and so then you can have like really light or baked goods, even when they're made with whole grains, simply because of the sprouting process. And I do want to say though, that um, because the sprouting process does start to break down that berry, predigest the gluten and stuff, you might end up with more crumbly results, but look at these graham crackers. They're holding together very well and they're actually not super crumbly. It's just that depending on what you make, you might end up with more crumbly. Mm. My daughter, Hania, made these. And I asked her to bring three today so that I could show them off and have an example here of where you might use sprouted flour. So Tara's asking about, you know, can she buy in bulk? Is she sacrificing any quality? No, you're not. Still doesn't mean you might not want to make it yourself, Tara, or anybody else. You can make sprouted grains in bulk or you can make small batches. It's a very wonderful process that doesn't take a lot of time or effort Um, you're just facilitating the grain through the stages. So if you're home anyway, you could be you know, dehydrating and you're working on other things while they're drying out. Or while they're sprouting, you're working on other things because they're just on the counter sprouting. It is not hard. We do have instructions for you in two of our e-courses, our Fundamentals e-course and our Einkorn Baking e-course. You'll see a link at askwardy.tv 136 to check out those courses that you can purchase um, a la carte or on their own or if you're a premium member of traditional cooking school, you have access to all our courses for a low monthly fee and we even um, invite you to try a 30 day free trial and you'll find a link to do that trial at askgordy.tv episode 136. If you do have sprouted grains, whether you purchase or whether you make them yourself, you do need a mill to grind them into flour to make these great cookies and other things. And I recommend the mock mill for limited time, you can get 5% off when you use my link, tradcookschool.com slash mockmill, M-O-C-K-M-I-L-L, all one word. Um, it's a fantastic family stone grain mill. It's beautiful, fits under the countertop. Um, you can mill what you need on demand. It works beautifully to make really fine flour. Um, It's developed by Wolfgang Mock, who has been making stone grain mills for a lot of years and has come up with this as an affordable option, finally, for the home baker. So check it out, tradcookschool.com slash mill, and you can save 5% for a limited time. In addition, for a limited time, I'm offering our einkorn baking and sourdough A to Z mini e-courses for free when you purchase the mill with one of my links. Just go to tradcookschool.com slash bonus. Mill bonus is all one word to claim those bonuses after you purchase the mock mill with one of my links. My bonuses have a value of $128, but you will get them for free. Before I wrap up, make sure to visit the show notes for the transcript, recording, links, and more at askboardy.tv, episode 136. And if you'd like a freebie from me, our Home Grain Milling 101 ebook, then be sure to look for a link for that. And just enter your email address, and I'll send that ebook over to your email completely free right away. Thanks for being here, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me, at TradCookSchool, with your question, and use the hashtag AskWarty, or send an email to warty at askwarty.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Warty, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app.